How's everybody doing today? Very well, I hope. And uh, glad to have you come along today. New Hope Radio, 1590 AM dial. Uh, just the microphone a little bit. 92.7 FM, that's a good one. Don't forget, WAIV.net. And also, New Hope Radio Facebook. We're there as well. New Hope Radio Facebook, that's an important one. Take a look at our semi-luxurious studio here <laughs> at New Hope Radio. Glad to have you come along. Hey, let me ask you. Have you ever been in a place that you didn't want to be? And then the second question, what'd you do about it? How did you handle it? Ah, we're going to take a look at that principle today here on New Hope Radio. This can be a life-changing lesson for you. Pay attention. Pay attention. It'll be a good one. We're studying a guy in the Old Testament named Joseph. And uh, we're getting some good life lessons from Joseph. As we said last time, the story of Joseph, it's not just about him and his brothers, but you know what? It's about you and me. You know, sometimes his story can be our story. We saw that Joseph was his father's favorite son. And you know what that did? <laughs> that sparked jealousy among the other brothers. Of course it would. His father gave him a fancy, colorful coat. And every time he wore it, which was probably like every day, it reminded the brothers that Joseph was the favorite. And they were so jealous that the jealous became the jealousy became so strong because Joseph would flaunt the fact that he was the favorite son. You know what happened? Bitterness began to take over. Oh yeah. And it began to control the brothers' souls. And here's what happened when bitterness takes over. And this can happen to any of us. If you let bitterness take over, your soul, this is what's going to happen. Step one, sarcasm. You become sarcastic. You start saying things. Whoops. You start saying things that are hurtful. The brothers of Joseph, they said, oh, look, here comes the hero of the dreams. Here comes the dreamer. They called him the dreamer because of the dreams that he had. And he told his brothers they would bow down to him one day. Step two, you start entertaining evil thoughts. And the brothers started thinking about, hey, you know what? We know how to fix this. Let's kill him. And they had a plan to throw him into a pit. And then they would just say that a wild beast ate him. And then step three, when bitterness takes over your soul, action. Now you act on the bitterness. And what happened with Joseph, when he came to his brothers, they ripped off his fancy coat and they threw him into a dry well. Yeah, they threw him in a pit. And then they went out to lunch. <laughs> they went out to lunch. A caravan of Midianites were coming by on their way to Egypt. So they figured, hey, let's make some money on this deal. 
So they sold Joseph to the Midianites as a slave. And then you know what happened? Step four. The heart becomes so hardened, it thinks nothing of hurting other people. And what they did was they brought the bloody coat back to their dad, Jacob, and they said, Joseph's dead. Here's all that's left. And it ruined the father. It ruined him. Backfired on the brothers. So as we look at Joseph's journey, he went from um, being loved by his father, hated by his brothers. It threw him into a pit. He went from a pit to a caravan. Then he went from a caravan to a strange land. Then he's in a strange land and he finds himself in a strange house. What happened was an Egyptian soldier, an officer named Potiphar, he purchased Joseph from the Midianites. And we ended with this thought. The brothers had become a prisoner of their bitterness. Joseph had become a prisoner of God. And I think that's something we have to realize. If bitterness begins to take over your soul, are you going to be a prisoner of the bitterness? Or will you become a prisoner of God? So Genesis chapter 37 ends with verse 36. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, the captain of the body God. So Joseph had now become a slave in the heart, I mean the, the house of Potiphar. And we find the plan of God going into action in verse in chapter 39. Now, remember at the beginning, I said, have you ever been in a place that you didn't like or you didn't want to be and what would you do about it? Here's the life-changing principle we're going to look at today. Bloom where you are planted. That's it. Bloom where you are planted. We're going to see how that worked for Joseph. Remember, Joseph was a prisoner of God. So chapter 39 opens in verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. I like that. By sight, it didn't look too good. But the Lord was with Joseph. So he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So although Joseph was in the plan of God for his life... He didn't really understand what was happening. It's easier in hindsight to look back and see how God was moving in a specific situation. But when you're going through it, you know it's very difficult to see, right? It's hard to see the hand of God in your life when you're going through it. But after you come out of it, you look back and you go, Oh man, God was with me. Oh, I'm so glad of that. He was with me. I didn't see it then, but I see it now. So imagine what Joseph had gone through, sold into slavery by his own family. Man, 
taken hundreds of miles to a strange land. He's in the midst of foreign gods, foreign customs, a foreign language. And you're only 17 years old. He's 17 years old. And all of these changes are coming into his life. And we will see, unlike his brothers, rather than become bitter, he chose to bloom where he was planted. Man, that's the lesson today. Get that down. Bloom where you are planted. Here's what Joseph did. He learned the language. He improved his skills. He actually bettered himself all around. So what happened in verse 3, his master saw that the Lord was with him and how the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. So we've got two outcomes here of Joseph's life. Number one, Joseph stayed faithful to God. By sight, a lot of bad things were happening to him, but he stayed faithful to God. He didn't blame God. He stayed faithful to God. How easy it is to say, God, why'd you let this happen to me? People say that all the time. You know what? Christian and non-Christian alike, they both say it. Why'd you let this happen to me? Joseph didn't do that. He just stayed faithful. And then the second outcome, Potiphar observed Joseph's character. He's, he looked at Joseph and he's like, hmm, there's something about this kid. I like this kid. He's a foreigner. He's a stranger. I like him. I like the way he's handling himself. See, true faithfulness does not remain a secret. Because Joseph was still faithful to God, it showed to everybody else. That's why when, when you're faithful to God, you know what? You're faithful at work. You're faithful at home. You're faithful amidst your friends. And I want you to see today there's a difference between faithfulness and true faithfulness. You can be faithful. But the next level up is to be truly faithful. Faithful means I'm faithful when it's convenient. But true faithfulness is consistent. It's like all the time. All right? Let me give you an example of that. A man stopped into a chicken franchise. Maybe it was Popeye's. I don't know. To buy some lunch for himself. And the lady with him. He took his order of chicken and drove to a nearby park. And when he opened the box, he was surprised to see money instead of chicken. And you know why there was money in his chicken box? Because the manager kept his money in a chicken box to avoid being robbed. But he gave the man the wrong box. <laughs> Instead of giving him the chicken, he gave him the money box. So the man quickly returned the box with the money to the store. Went back to the manager and he said, gave me the wrong box. He gave me a box full of money. Oh, the manager was elated. He was thrilled. He said, listen, wait right here. I'm going to go call the newspaper. You're the most honest man I know. And the man protested. He said, no, that's okay. I, I, don't, I don't need any attention. That's okay. But the manager, he pressed him. 
He said, no, people need to know that there's people like you. And he pressed him, but the guy didn't want his picture in the paper. He said, no, I don't want it. And then the manager finally said, well, why don't you want your picture in the paper? And he said, well, I married. And the woman I'm with, it's not my wife. Hmm. See, there's convenient faithfulness, and then there's consistent faithfulness, which is true faithfulness. See, that guy was faithful with part of his life, but not all of his life. He wasn't truly, consistently faithful. But Joseph was. Oh, Joseph was. And in verse 4, Joseph found favor in his sight. Whose sight? His master, Potiphar. And you know what happened? He became his personal servant. He got a promotion. Wow. He got a promotion. And Potiphar made him overseer over his house. And all that he owned, he put him in charge. Wow. God blessed Joseph. And now Potiphar blesses Joseph. See how it works? If God blesses you, you know what's going to happen? People will bless you too. Oh yeah, they will. Now, this didn't happen overnight. I'm sure it took years of hard work, of determination, and commitment to God in a strange world. See, that's the thing. Don't let adverse circumstances, circumstances that look like they're working against you, don't let them ruin your faithfulness to God. That's the time to be extra faithful to God. You know, difficulties can bring out, oh, here it comes, the best in a person. Think about that. Difficulties can bring out the best in a person. Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? I think so. I caught a line on a commercial one day, and there was a girl on the commercial, and she said, I push myself as far as I can. And you know, it made me think. How much do I push myself in certain areas of life? Where am I lazy? Where am I full of excuses? Where can I do better? Where can I be more intentional? Where can I improve? (laughs) It's something how one statement can really cause you to do some soul searching. So when you think about going to church... You know, it's a good idea to go to church and bring a pad and a pen and take some notes. If God is speaking to you personally, which he does in church, of course he does. He does through the Holy Spirit. He'll take the pastor's message, which is for everybody. But the Holy Spirit will say to your heart, okay, this part's for you. Pay attention. And then write that down. Maybe write down some scriptures that encourage you. And then write down an action point. Okay, now here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do with the scripture that God just gave me. Why, that's how you stop from becoming blasé. Status quo. Too many people today, you know, they live in a status quo existence. They're not going backwards, but they're not going forwards. They're like, right there. They're about as active 
That's the telephone pole. They're not going anywhere. They're where they are. They stay where they are. And they have a million reasons for it. <laughs> they have a million reasons why they're not moving forward. Well, Joseph was not a status quo individual. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. As we see his life progressing in the midst of adverse circumstances, because you know what he's doing? He's blooming where he's planted. If you're in a place you don't like, stop fighting. Bloom. Let it bring out the best in you. Joseph was placed in charge of everything that Potiphar owned. It says in verse 4 of Genesis 39, So Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight, became his personal servant. He made him overseer over his house and all that he owned and put him in charge. Now, in order for Joseph to arrive at this place in life, he had to prove himself in the smaller areas. See, if you want to be successful in the big areas, you get to practice with the small areas. And you know, when Jesus was preaching, right? I wonder if he was thinking about Joseph and Joseph's promotions when Jesus said, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of the things that Jesus said were based on his knowledge of the Old Testament. He knew the Old Testament stories, the Old Testament accounts. He often referred to, you know, Moses, and he gave the wisdom of David, examples of David, and maybe he was thinking about Joseph when he talked about being faithful in the little things, if you're going to be faithful in the big things. Be faithful in the little things first. See, character seems to be consistent, whether handling a little or a lot. That's character. Char- you know what character is? It's the real you. And it doesn't matter if it's a little responsibility or a big responsibility. You should handle them all the same way. That's character. See, when it comes to the things of God, everything's big. Everything's important. It doesn't matter if it's shutting off the lights in the church or leading the congregation in worship. Everything that's done for God is important. It's an important task. So you, you be faithful in whatever that little thing is. And you'll be elevated. You'll be qualified to be faithful in much. Okay? So think of it. Joseph, here's what Joseph did. He became the best slave that he could be. He says, okay, I'm a slave. I'm a servant. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to kick and complain because I'm in a foreign land. I don't like these people. They sound different. They look different. They speak differently. I'm going to bloom right here, man. I'm going to bloom. I'm going to learn the language. I'm going to adjust to the cultures. I'm going to make the most out of my life. See, with Joseph, it didn't matter where he was. He made the most out of his life, wherever he was. That's a good lesson. 
wherever you are, make the most out of your life. Don't be a deadhead. Don't sit and sulk. Make the most out of your life. He became the best servant that he could be. Hey, maybe sometimes you feel like that. You feel like a slave. You feel like a servant. You feel like, I always got to do for people. Then you know what? Be the best you can be. Do it the best it can be. That's all. That's what you do. I'm going to bloom where I am planted. See, God was with Joseph. So Joseph cooperated with God. Oh, I like that. God is with you. Cooperate with the Lord. In the place that you're in right now, bloom. Maybe it's tough at work. Maybe it's tough at home. Bloom. Blossom. Put your best foot forward. You know why? God is with you. He's with you. And God is working. Like I said, sometimes we don't recognize God working when we're in it. But when we come out of it, then we're like, oh yeah. It's like the disciples in the boat in the storm with Jesus. In the storm, they were panicking. But after Jesus calmed the storm, they're like, wow, who is this guy? Even the wind and the waves obey him. (laughs) So what do we have so far with Joseph, okay? Now remember, this whole thing started, he's about 17 years old. Just got his driver's license, right? How cool. You just get your driver's license and then you're kidnapped and sent away where you can't drive. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Joseph had been torn from his family, sold into slavery. How easy it would have been to rebel, to become bitter, to become filled with hatred. Oh, that would have been easy. You know what happens nowadays? Kids join gangs. They join gangs when things like this happen to them. And sometimes people give up on life. The worst thing you can do is stop caring about yourself. Oh, that's the worst thing. Don't do that. If God cares about you, and he does, don't stop caring about yourself. So though Joseph was far from home, far from family, he remained near to God. And you know why? Because God was real to him. Oh, that brings up the question. How real is God to me? How real? If God is really real to me, I'm going to stick with him. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stick like glue. But you know, if he's not that real, it's easy to walk away. Just walk away. How many people have walked away? Oh, way too many. And you know why? Because God wasn't real to them. If he's real to you, you will stick with him. You will stay with him. You will not walk away. God was so real to Joseph that Potiphar saw it. (laughs) Potiphar saw it. Now, here's an Egyptian pagan foreigner. And yet he saw how real God was to Joseph. That's incredible. And what was the outcome? 
He promoted him. Hey, notice, he promoted him over all the other Egyptians that worked for him. I'm like, wow. Joseph surpassed all the other people in Potiphar's house. He was promoted beyond them all. In verse 6, Potiphar left everything he owned in Joseph's charge. And with him, he, and he did not concern himself with anything except the food which he ate. Potiphar, maybe Joseph being a foreigner, you know, he had a different diet. So Potiphar had his own chef, but he put Joseph in charge of everything else. And then the scripture ends, that verse, and it says, Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Now that's good and bad. Because <laughs> you know what that does? It sets the scene for the next chapter of Joseph's life. Oh yeah. It sets the scene. You know what we're going to see in the next chapter of Joseph's life? Another principle. Temptation versus testimony. Wow. It's a choice that everybody has to make at one time or another. What's more important to me? The temptation or my testimony? We're going to see what happened with Joseph. We're going to check that out next time. Oh, make sure you join me. you got to stay with the series. By the way, it's also a podcast. You can get these messages every day. NewHopeCC.tv. Scroll down. All the podcasts are there. They're also on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, you know, wherever you get podcasts. It's there. And follow along. Get someone else to follow along, too. Get other people to listen to the Word of God. Share these things. This message will also be on New Hope Radio Facebook. So think about that. You know what? The the story of Joseph, like I said, it's your story and my story, too. It's a lot of similarities in Joseph's story. So join me next time as we continue with the principle of temptation versus testimony. Don't forget about our open house, Academy of Higher Learning, this Saturday, 10 to 12, Sunday, 12 to 2. Come and find out what a good Christian education looks like. Meet the teachers, look at the curriculum, check out the classroom. Man, we are ready to go. So excited. We are ready to go. So hope we see a good crowd come out this weekend for the open house, Academy of Higher Learning. All right. Thank you for coming along. Don't forget to join the Hope Club. And I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.